Okay, so this is a fun one. I like this one. Um, it's uh, an episode with uh, me and my very good friend, Keith Stewart. We're talking about trivia. Now, trivia, that sounds silly. You know, you maybe you don't care about trivia. But one of the reasons that I wanted to bring this in, this is another type of thing where the epistemological whiteness matters a lot because what is asked in trivia games in bars or at parties is often a dominant white culture right pop culture or even sports or geography and it erases real history and the things that are not dominated by these groups so we talk a little bit about um trivia um how it gets to be this way and what we might do to change it a little bit and you know it's um I think it's interesting. I think it's another example because although I mostly talk about education and stuff like that, I think all of this stuff is education. It may not be in the school building, but it's all tied to education and it's all um, ways of knowing, right? Methods of knowing, you know, things that people know. So I wanted to problematize trivia a little bit as much as I love it and to think about how it can be better. All right. Oh, and I forgot I have another patron, Anna Marie Tester. Thank you for your donation. If anyone else is interested in supporting the program, you can follow the link in the description. So welcome back, folks, to Standardized English. I'm Jacob B. Gerald. You know that. I would hope that you know that, but maybe it's your first time. Thank you for joining this time. Um, I'm here today to talk about something I love with a person I love. This Nope, it's not my wife. Uh, she'll be back at the end of May like she usually is. Uh, but this is with one of my oldest friends, Keith Stewart. Keith, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Okay, Keith. Um, everyone. <laughs> Keith and I have known each other for 16 years now. It'll be soon. Um, we met literally on my 19th birthday, um, which he reminds me sometimes. Um, and the day I met him, we were both interviewing for a retail job at Banana Republic, which is a place that probably should change its name when you think about it. Um, and we were in a group interview. It was like 10 of us in chairs. Um, I didn't, I barely met him that day because it was a group interview. And then we both got hired and we worked together. And then, you know, we became closer friends like four years later because of Facebook. Is that basically the story? That's a, that's about, that sounds about right. Our origin story is basically in the days of Facebook that were sort of innocent before. Before they were trying to destroy democracy and all that. Exactly. Yeah. When it was like, I'm going to look up my long lost friend and not like get sucked mm -hmm. into a QAnon rabbit hole. It's both Facebook and AIM because we did have screen names back then as well. What was your screen name? Oh, I don't remember. I know uh, what mine was. It's been a long time since I since I used it. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't it's been thirteen it years. Yeah, I yeah. Someone po pointed out something poignant the other not the other day, but sometime last year. It's like, and at some point, everyone logged off of AIM and never logged back on. And I don't know why we did this, but we just did it. And well, well, it's not even like a MySpace where it just kind of like petered out. It's really like it just happened. Yeah, I am. Um, I used AIM 
up through my time in Korea, but then there were a lot of people who weren't from the United States and they didn't use AIM. So there was something called ICQ, which I think is European, but was being used. You could put all of your, like if you had AIM or some other name, you could put it all on there. Um, and then I started using that while I was in Korea. And then, um, yeah, so then I stopped. So, you, you know, it was probably around that time when Messenger and Facebook sort of became yeah, I mean, that's a really good deal. Happened. Yeah, Messenger and Facebook and Gchat. Um, yeah. which I don't really use Gchat anymore. I don't use Messenger that much, up. I still use it occasionally, but um, that was the thing is that I was using my Gmail, I started using my Gmail mail a lot more um, and people would show up in a little thing. And then um, I used that pretty heavily until about 2015. And then, you know, I met my wife and I was like, well, I don't need to be talking to people anymore. Because uh, <laughs> I, I really, like looking back, a lot of what I was doing was like talking to people I was trying to grab with them. Um, so, Anyway, so trivia. We both really like trivia for, well, I'll ask you in a second. For me, I always like random facts about mostly, you know, movies, pop culture, um, specifically. There were other things I was interested in, and geography. Um, and then I, in start, specifically in Korea, um, I started playing, they had a trivia game that I went to every other Friday that was like, when I first got there, I was told this is like the social center on Fridays. It wasn't the true true the whole time, but it was this small smoky bar. That's not like a, a metaphor. It was full of cigarette smoke. Um, and it was like the, the, the trivia started every Friday, every other Friday at 11. I don't know, I was 21, so that's fun. Um, and it went on for like two or two and a half hours and the night would always just be beginning at 1.30. And I went there and you could win money there because you can't really win money, money. You can win like, you know, discounts at bars and stuff here because it's gambling. Um, but in, in South Korea, like every group would put in um, $20, right? And that was up, each group put $20 in and if there were four of you, $5 each, whatever. And then the winning team would win all of the money, <laughs> just all of it. Uh, and then the second place team, like whoever was the host would come up with a prize for the second place team. There's uh, a bar in a story that has something similar to that, or at least did back in the, back in the before pandemic times. Yeah. Um, and so on my second or third time, like I won, I won a bunch of money and I was like, ah, this is fun. So I started doing that and I was really good at it. And then I hosted trivia like six times in Korea. And then I wanted, you know, it was one of the few things that, that I felt like I could really excel at when I came back to New York and I started bringing you, Keith, to trivia at the various times. And, and then you got really into it and you started hosting at some point. So if you want to talk a little bit about your history with trivia. So I won't be able to explain why, because I just like, I enjoyed it. That's the simple of why. I'll give you the how though. Um, so my parents are, my, my, my father's was born Catholic, lapsed Catholic now. My mother's Jewish. So anyway, every holiday season, we would celebrate both Christmas and Hanukkah. And every Hanukkah, I would, I wouldn't get like gifts every day for the eight days, but I would get like a, aside from like, Hanka coins and things and things like that. I would get a world almanac and a sports almanac every year for about about 10, 15 years or so. Um, and I'm pretty sure the reason why is because my great grandfather 
used to have almanacs of his own, which after I started reading the first couple of that year, I would find old books in my, in, my, uh, in, in, in uh, of his in that house and start reading those books. Um, and I just was captivated by this. I just love to look up stats every single year and stories of each teams every year and various dates. And every year I'd, I would look forward to getting sports almanac so I'd know everything that happened in sports if I missed something or just re remind myself of things. And then World Almanac, I'd get that and they'd have, uh, I know my Oscar winners from that. I would know, uh, uh, all countries, all presidents, and various things like that. Even even when sunrise and sunset, I'm like, that's something I was sort of curious about. Like, what time is sunrise and sunset every day of the year type thing for a time? So that's how I got into enjoying it. That plus um, my mom loved Jeopardy, and I would, as we, uh, as most every most people might be listening to this, will will feel the same way. Uh, loved watching Jeopardy. Uh, and yeah, it was it was really you that got me in back into trivia in terms of going to bars uh, and like oh bars are doing this thing now they're doing trivia and I was probably like four or five years late when I'm like oh this is a thing that's been happening a while now um, and then I remember you hosted one night at uh, this bar Molly Blooms in Sunnyside which uh, no longer exists even before uh, like years ago it's been it's been closed for years now. And when you mentioned something about being paid for it, I'm like, oh, people pay you to do trivia. And then I had another friend of mine who was also getting paid to do trivia. And it occurred to me, as much as it's, it's fun to play trivia and winning trivia, you get like a prize and bars I would go, we'd have like a bar tab prize or something like that. But being on the other side, I just wanted to be someone who can uh, ask the questions. And it was partially, it's like, it's my other gig. It's like, it, that's my quote gig economy job is to be a trivia host because you really can't do that as your main, unless you're, unless you're running a company that can't really, it really isn't enough to be a regular job, but it's, it definitely would be something you can just throw in there uh, as something else to do. So I decided to go and give it a shot and company trivia NYC, um, liked how I uh, performed uh, and they brought me in about five years ago, uh, five, six years ago now. Uh, and that's what I've been doing for since, since 2015, basically. I forgot that it had been that long. Um, yeah, so I'm not gonna talk too much about sports in this episode because there's another podcast called End of Sport that goes pretty deep into the exploitative issues in sports leagues and so on. But the main point I'm bringing up in this episode for people who are usually listening to my language and race podcast and are like, what are you talking about, Justin? Is that not only do these things tend to take place in bars, which are their own atmosphere, but they don't have to be in bars because I've done trivia with my family and that's not in a bar. Um, HQ is not done in a bar. You go on your phone, just play. If you have the app or had it, you would have get the alert at like nine o'clock. Hey, HQ's coming. The knowledge that it, one needs to have to win at most, not all, 
but most of these games is, and we're talking about New York, talking about the United States. Um, I'm, it's, I'm sure the knowledge will be different in the UK, whatever. And I know in Korea, I had to try to do it for a broad audience because I had UK, Australia, New Zealand, American audience in there. Um, and Korean, of course. Uh, but the knowledge is pretty, it's like, depending on which place, because sometimes you go to one thing and it'll be super, super, super specific to the point where it's just like, why do you know this? But the point I'm making, because this is still technically part of this one long sentence I'm saying, uh, is, <laughs> is, is that this is general majoritized American knowledge, right? You have to be good at it to win. Sometimes you do trivia and like, it's so easy and you're like, you're just mad. Um, like, wow, this is pointless, you know, um, but, you know, it'll be things like knowing who was president at this time, right? Or knowing who won best picture in a certain year, right? These are things that we tend to know, me and you, I mean, uh, and this sort of knowledge is prioritized above the type of knowledge that different groups have. And I find that interesting because we're both from you know, de depending on how one views it from minoritized groups, depending on how one views it, because although you were raised both Catholic and Jewish, you know, in Jewish law, your mother being Jewish, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm Black, as if you, if you don't know that by listening to this podcast at this point. Um, and so we are often like engaging in what is a pretty mainstream white American thing, the way it's constructed in American bars and you know generally because even if you do it on trivia, H, trivia HQ it's the same knowledge it's just on your phone mm -hmm. um, and that's why most of the people you see playing are I mean younger white folks not always depending on which bar you go to what neighborhood you're in um, and the people winning a lot of the time are those people and I think that that you know it, it can be somewhat exclusionary. Like no one's not allowed to play. But I think that the discussions that are had, the assumption that, you know, knowing who all the presidents are in a certain order or knowing who won Best Picture or whatever, um, and not thinking about like, what does it mean that these, that freaking Green Book is the winner? Like I know that Green Book won, but knowing the Green Book won does not cause anyone to necessarily do any analysis about why it won. Right, knowing that Andrew Jackson was president, well, you you know what years, but um, <laughs> you know from a certain time, you can memorize that and not think at all about the things that he did. Right, mm -hmm. you don't have to know anything about Andrew Jackson to know when he was president, um, and you don't have like even geography, right? Knowing where all the states are located does not require knowing who the indigenous people were who lived in those places or still live, mm -hmm. depending on what you're talking about. Um, and that's not the fault of each individual person playing. But I think that this, the, there's, there's, not, there's no push, there's just facts, right? And there's nothing under the surface sometimes. And that's fine if I'm asking questions to my family, but I know if I ask questions to my family, I'm not asking these questions, right? I'm asking a different group of questions. And I think that it can be as a field as a discipline, somewhat exclusionary in that way. That is the main thesis of my argument. <laughs> what, what do you think? I tend to agree with most of you, with the thesis that in terms of content or trivia, 
there is a lot more pop culture that tends to skew white because that's that's as as partly because it's been what's been generally considered as the the quote dominant uh culture of the last 50 60 years that's tends to get more questions why oscar questions are more of like who won the oscar and it's mostly all these white actors and directors and uh these mostly white films that's just as you said those are those are those those are facts because those were what were asked um but there is a thing about just prioritizing let's, we're gonna i'm gonna we're gonna use the oscar example using oscar questions or emmy questions that are sort of that, that don't that have that of groups of awards that have traditionally been exclusionary and try to ask folks to know their stuff on topics that have been exclusionary uh it kind of it's a it, it just it's self-fulfilling when it comes down to it when you get questions like that uh and also and, and if, even if it's not questions about pop culture let's say it's a question about history or questions about uh english uh like literature like various books read i feel like a lot of those come from very from from sorts of history that we have learned and books that we've read in uh as we've grown up uh from and that kind of goes back to uh curriculums in from from k through 12 that also tend to skew white because that's just the way our system has allowed it to occur yeah i mean i didn't even think about literature because i yeah um not i mean that's obviously a lot of stuff that i talk about and there's sometimes there's just language questions like straight up language questions right now obviously that's going to be in the dominant language in a place a question about english is not in itself bad depending on what the question is right because mm -hmm. sometimes there's straight up spelling questions in these things because it's an obscure word right there is a value in memorizing obscure words i think that's interesting and if you're using specialized language you know that can be fine but a lot of the time like if you're anyone who's who's learned the language later in life or something like that then that can certainly be exclusionary um and i remember um you know, thinking about how this reminds me of when I was in high school and I know a lot of random stuff. Um, I went to schools that were predominantly white and I thought I knew this stuff, right? And now this is before you could look everything up on your phone. We're talking about, the, you know, 2002, three, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I went to college and I realized that everybody had a totally different just frame of reference for pop culture than I did. Like I saw pop, I saw every popular movie. I saw, I, saw, I love movies, right? You know, any big movie I saw it, you know, um, it's superhero movies. And of course, superhero movies were terrible back then. But like, you know, I, you know, I saw the Batmans and this and this and this and that's and, and I saw, I tried to see the like best picture things when I was 15, 16, 17, you know. Um, and because I, I, I wanted to be part of the conversation, right? There's a question to be asked about what that means. Who's in the conversation? 
We can talk about that later. But I still got to college, especially, and there was this whole ecosystem of obsession with the 80s that I didn't understand. <laughs> Just like 80s fuck. I'm like, what? None of you remember the 80s. Like, we're talking about people who were in college from 2003 to 2007 or thereabouts, right? These are people who are now about 35, 36, 37, all right? These people were born at the earliest in 1984. Maybe they remember 1988. They don't remember the aesthetics of the 80s at all because they were four, right? So this is stuff that when I, now I have a kid and I'm 34, I am definitely playing him the music of now because he doesn't know really. Um, and so when he gets older, we'll be able to be like, yeah, this was a popular song when you were born, right? You know, I can play mm-hmm. WAP for him. When they always, I played it yeah. for him now, it's funny <laughs> because he doesn't know what it, what's in it. But in like 10 to 15 years, I'll be like, oh yeah, that, that old classic, uh, the wet ass pussy song, you know, um, <laughs> or something like that. You know, it uh, remind, just reminds me of how when we, if we were to do karaoke and you would perform Kiss by Prince mm-hmm. came out the year we were born. Right, right. Right. I don't remember Kiss from when I was a baby, you know. Why? Uh, yeah, right. So, but it's when like I'm remembering the Mets winning a World Series, I yeah. don't remember this. And, it and, happened and in my life. They're trying. They're trying. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, but <laughs> the, <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, all these people are obsessed with the 80s, right? And now, first of all, now that I know much more about the 80s and like Reaganism and so forth, 80s pop culture is particularly white. <laughs> like, yeah. like if you, it's, it's like the era between the 70s, which pop music was just weird and kind of bad, but there was a lot of funk and soul music and so forth. And right? Disco. And, yeah, disco, disco, which was originally like a black and queer art form, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, then it, and then it got terrible when it was white. Right, like then mm-hmm. the white people came in and made it bad. That's what happened with rock in the late fifties. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Pat Boone um, decided to show up in rock. It's like when Rick, whoever did Disco Duck, decided we'll do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but like one of the other podcasts I listened to was talking about how Disco Demolition Night was often was actually like the night itself was whatever, but like the rage at disco. They talked about how bad it was, but it was like rage at like black queer art. Anyway, so the point is that was replaced by like hair metal and and all of the stuff in the 80s, which some of it's fine, some of it's terrible. And this is before hip hop really became the dominant, you know, musical form. Um, Mm -hmm. And before there was more than one black movie star. I mean, you know, in the 80s, it was like Eddie Murphy. Right. And, you know, in the 90s, it was like three. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) you know, there was there was a lot more. Um, in the 90s, and although there was still a lot of reticence about hip-hop, you can't mess around and pretend hip-hop isn't the most popular kind of music anymore, right? And yeah. the 80s, the 80s, I think, and if you remember in The Wrestler, right, with Mickey Rourke, they're all talking about how the 80s is, is much better, and they're talking about Kurt Cobain being like, you know, they're dissing him and all of that. And I'm not really talking about Kurt Cobain, but the point is there, anyone who's stuck in the 80s is really stuck on whiteness in a lot of ways. I think not that there wasn't popular black, you know, Prince was there, Michael was there, you know, they, they were there, but like they were very singular. It wasn't a huge thing dominating the way that there has been since sometime in the nineties, I would say. Um, so realizing like I'm getting into like college, I'm like, why do you, what, what do you, why are you all obsessed with Bon Jovi? Like you don't remember this. Um, and I got to the point where I'm like, I need to learn this stuff so that I don't look mm-hmm. so ridiculous. 
Um, and people would make, you know, make fun of me for like not knowing stuff. But the point is that is an entire ecosystem of trivia, like 80s parties, but like they be, it becomes like 80s trivia because when you're an adult, you're not really going to 80s parties that often, but you retain who sang this song and so on and so forth. Yep. Um, and it becomes what's asked at the at the parties and so if you don't know that stuff you can't win <laughs> like it's it's pretty and that's the whole point of it is to when you when you play trivia that's i mean it's, it's good to have a good time and there's things you learn if you're not if you don't know it you can learn something and so it, there's never i don't think there's anything wrong with learning stuff but when you keep getting the same stuff over and over it's um when it when it feels like it's you're not when you feel like you're not really learning and it's you, you start to feel like you don't fit in the more it's like well i really know nothing from this subject why am i even coming here because right. this is not for me and i think about you know like political questions right you know who won this race or whatever now those are facts that happened mm-hmm. right so i don't think it's a bad thing to know who won the presidential election in 1964 you know I'm, I'm just picking a random year um and you know, it's not useless to be aware, like if you put up like like a, a trivia thing where they put up, if they put up like an electoral map for a year um, and you're supposed to guess the year or the president or something, like that's kind of interesting just to see what how things are different from year to year and to talk about that. But even in doing that, you're mostly looking at white votes, right? Like in, in like when you think about it, because they show that map every year, every presidential election of like, if people of color voted, it wouldn't, it's not what the map would look like if it was only people of color voting, it wouldn't look like that, right? So it is not useless to know what white people are doing. It's just that we don't always point out that that's what we're knowing, you know? And I don't actually think, to me, it's the same as like a Black History Month versus just history, right? I don't think it's necessarily bad to know you know european descendant or white history i just think it's important we mention it as such you know i'm not you're not going to have a white trivia night because that's not (laughs) it's not it's not gonna work i mean Um, not you can't you can't have a white trivia night declared white trivia night because that won't work no but you're gonna get the wrong kind of people there that's true (laughs) you're gonna be thinking they're gonna come from from the capital over there Mm -hmm. Um, after they get out of prison, but you know, uh, it's, it's, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the things because like, I I talk a little about geography and like, sometimes, you know, you ask questions about states, not you, but one asks questions about states or parts of, of this country. Right. And then we, these names, you know, um, we are basically erasing the history, right? By, by just using the popular name without acknowledging the land that it's on. Um, and I think honestly, it would be really interesting. The thing is you can't do it because you don't wanna do a trivia that everyone does poorly on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a problem because everyone will be mad and they won't buy drinks and so on. Now I can do that for my friends because they're my friends and they're going to be there anyway. Um, and I did that on my birthday this year. I had all these questions about like police brutality and stuff, not because it's fun because I'm just like, how much of it do you know? Um, I, uh, I, and I, I think that if, and you still won, I, I feel like the bar that I hosted on Sunday nights 
arts and crafts beer parlor. I feel like if we put around like that there, I think the, I think it actually could do well, honestly. But there are other places, and I've I've played trivia not only in New York. I played it in Florida. I played it in South Carolina, uh, upstate New York, like in Albany area. They the, the trivia. I I don't think you can do those. I I don't think it would work the same way there. Uh, is all I'm going to say. So you hate Tebow, huh? Um, <laughs> that is an inside joke, but um, yeah. I Although I do remember talking to the host of the, all, one of the Albany trivia nights, uh, asked a question about about Flint and uh, about about Flint and Rick Snyder, and kind of after the fact, we're talking to the host who was like, "Should be locked up," and which apparently today was uh, news. Yeah, I kind of want to recording this to on January twelfth, by the way. That's right. Um, I'm just so that people know when we record this. Um, and yeah, because there's place like trivia for a lot of people is comfort food, right? Just, you know, yeah. um, it's com competitive, but it's like something to do to feel comfortable. You don't want to, I understand when there's like big contests, like the one that I came to that time on like 28th street or whatever street it's on. Um, like those can be yeah. tense and because you're trying to really win something, fine. But when you just go and it's like, you know, a nighttime and it's fun and whatever, then like, you don't it's like want, a, you it's don't. a night out. It's a, yeah. it's a night, it's a night at a restaurant or a bar that you're spending two to three hours there. The bar that wants you to, uh, the bar brings trivia in so that people will stay for a longer time on a day. That's not normally, uh, where it's not as busy. So it's a Monday or Tuesday night. Um, people there just kind of, sort of just quickly answer questions and that's what they and that's what it seems like what they want and as someone who's been in places outside, at least i'll say outside of new york because i i do think there is a there's a bit of a difference in new york you can kind of see those the um where like the like the uh the fault lines in certain bars where that could be a case but outside of New York, I've, it's definitely it's very much like a relaxed and very like straight to the straight to the straight to the point. This is what happened here, or what is this, and that's basically what they try to do. And anything that even sort of closely relates to something that could be uncomfortable is kind of quickly dusted aside so that it doesn't get uncomfortable. Right. And like you could even see that because I'm sure that they do trivia in parts of New York City that we don't go to, uh, where things are more uncomfortable uh, for us than for them. Because I know, like, again, you just have to go down the wrong street. And like, I remember I went to a bar on the east side, like Upper East Side on like First Avenue and like 80 something street. I don't remember what bar it was. So I never went back. This is in the I want to say December of 2012, right? Mm -hmm. So not, you know, um, and I, uh, it was like a Tuesday, I don't know, it was just a day, day to week. And um, I went there because that was the first year I had joined up with Team for Kids, the running people. And a lot of them were, in retrospect, people have deleted since then because they were just like super wealthy, super wealthy people on the Upper East Side. You can be fine and be that, but they've been, they're very blinkered put it that way anyway before I before that and I wanted to be everybody's friend I went to the bar with them and you know I 
it was a place where it was like a, you know, the music, the jukebox, not a, you know, the thing, not the music jukebox, you know what I'm saying? The digital jukebox, right? Yeah. Um, you put the dollar in and you get a song. And I put on like Juicy by Biggie. <laughs> and it's like the Upper East Side. Um, and a bartender comes up to me and goes, first of all, he comes up to me. He knows I played it. Because in retrospect, I realized I was the only black guy there. But like, I've been in so many places where I'm the only black person that I don't even notice sometimes, you know? Um, and also there weren't there any people there. So being the only black person wasn't like, it wasn't like one out of a hundred. It was like one out of maybe 20. And it just wasn't that many people there. So, mm-hmm. and so I don't know if he singled me out or if he saw me do it because there wasn't a lot of music being played. So it was one of those things where there was like somebody, somebody's phone was playing and then whenever the jukebox came on, it would come on. This is not interesting, listeners, I'm sorry. But the point is, I put it on and he comes up to me and he goes, we don't play that kind of music here. And I was like, okay, <laughs> so you wanna give my dollar back? <laughs> it's like, all right, dude. Um, so the point is, that was the Upper East Side. Now Upper East Side has a lot of problems, but like, it's not the kind of place where you would expect an, like a hostility to hearing a New York hip hop song, right? That the songs from Brooklyn, um, especially in like the last decade, right? And when we would, when, when we would have been in the bar, um, yeah. <laughs> so, but like, here's the thing: there's people like that, and they don't all live in Howard Beach, you know. Like they they live mm-hmm. in all over the place. And um, I was reading a story online a few months ago about how someone was in a bar and he gets kicked out and the person next to him is like, why'd you kick that guy out? And he says like, this guy had a bunch of iron crosses on him and he's clearly a Nazi and I threw him out because once there's one Nazi, they bring in their friends and they don't do anything. And all of a sudden you're in a Nazi bar. So it's like this, I don't know that this was the case but it's pertinent for what's happening in the country right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Is that like, that was clearly a place where they were hostile to anything black. And it probably started out as just a guy and then it became a place that was hostile to it. And it was interesting that the person from Team for Kids invited us there. (laughs) Like, did she, was she like that? Or was she just someone who didn't even notice that her favorite bar is like aggressively anti-Black? You know, Um, like when, you know, there's bars that play Fox News and you're like, wait a second. Um, (laughs) It's just like a bar and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. What's going on here? Um, And- uh, I'm aware of one nearby actually. Um, yeah, that's not great there. I've checked on the, 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 you know, the Trump flag people on 24th street. Um, and so they have fewer flags now. Mm -hmm. They still have their police flag up on their flagpole, but they also, so remember I told you there was a black lives matter flag above it. Yeah. Those people moved out. Now that, now that window has a Latinos for Trump flag in there. So they got a new tenant. Oh. But then below the Latinos for Trump is a black fist. So now there's another tenant instead. Oh, <laughs> it's wow. a weird building. People, people are like, you two are having it inside. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The point is that trivia does this, though. It, it, it's like what is considered, it's the same as literature, any canon, right? Because there's basically a canon for trivia and, uh, you know, general knowledge, quote unquote general knowledge is what you're supposed to have. It can be specialized. Um, and then when there's do, then they do tricky things like, um, you know, the complicated three three of a kind thing that you do in the last round at arts and crafts, um, mm-hmm. where you 
list three things and you people have to determine what all three of those things are. Um, it's not usually like three black people <laughs> or, or something that's, you know, it's usually like, I remember it's like- It's, a, it's, it's much more specific than just that. Right. Which um, are, are, are it, it's funny because our, our running joke when we, I always, the example we use is what do, uh, it's like, this is our name three round and give you an example if you if we had the names George Washington, Alexander Hamilton and Benjamin Franklin um, uh, what are they and people and the, and the line is dead white guys it's like technically that's correct but there is something a little bit more specific about them uh, particularly for them is they're on currency is, right. or founding fathers would be would, would suffice there too but but the, yeah, then, but then, but that then even that though it's like um what if I said, you know, I could say slave owners, right? You know, like, yeah. like you know, I'm just saying, like, the, the, these things. I know uh, we've used that too. I, we've definitely, I've definitely said that before too. Um, and but that's not the kind of like. Clearly, there are people within the trivia world who aren't, who first of all, who aren't white, and second of all, who are, you know, asking different types of questions. But as a general thing. It's, it's it reminds me of the discussion in the English language teaching field that I'm always talking about because like a lot of the people who run the schools will say, they won't say it explicitly, especially in the United States, but in other countries, they'll say it more explicitly. Um, we hire, you know, native speakers, white teachers. They don't say that, but that's what it is uh, because our students want that. And then the students say, I don't want to go to the school if they don't have that. And then it's a little circle. Right, a little circle between like the students say this and the teachers say this, and everybody's blaming each other. It's like they're like, well, why doesn't Pence do the twenty fifth? It'll be really funny if something happens between now and then. <laughs> but like, it's just like, no, you do it. No, you do it. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. And it's like the whole thing is the issue is that like people say because I'm not disagreeing with you, but in the sense of like, you know, trivia is like, well, if I did stuff that was like more, I hate the word diverse, but in terms of asking questions, the word diverse actually makes sense because um, it's like diversifying questions. Uh, mm -hmm. If there was a more diverse, or I should say varied group of questions, then people at first would blanch. They, I'm gonna go to a different bar. I'm gonna go to a bar that's more comfortable for me. Um, and it reminds me of the difference like between um, the way when I do my presentations on like whiteness, it says very upfront that this is about whiteness. So I only get people who are interested in that. I don't usually elect trolls. Uh, and I think sometimes like I could cause a stir by just set, saying I do diversity stuff and then talking about whiteness, they'd all be mad. <laughs> and it's the same with trivia where like, you know, the one time I hosted in New York, like the one time I hosted like really professionally in New York um, at Molly Bloom's, I mostly did pretty mainstream questions but then like I had a picture around and all the pictures were, were of like mixed race people um and I was asking like what what do these people have name the people most of whom were famous and then like what do they have in common um and so that was a subtle way to just try to do something different but I couldn't have gone in there all like, please name the architects of the Black Panthers. Like, <laughs> I don't think they would have been upset. They just would have gotten it wrong and been upset that they got it wrong. And then they would have used that as a reason to not go. And they wouldn't have talked about the race stuff. They would have just said like, I just didn't know those questions. It's, it's, mm -hmm. all, yeah, it's, it's a very practical, I just didn't know the answer. 
So, um, and yeah, and, and, and to think, you know, because I think geography is one of the most stable questions because it doesn't change that much. Um, sometimes it changes in terms of like statistics, how many people live in a place, how many it is this, this, this. But like generally speaking, like where is this place doesn't change very often. Um, and, you know, if we talk about like, if you ask the question, because I've, I've, I've been in, whether it's online or in places, I've been in places where the question is asked, like, what was the Aztec name of a certain place, right? That's interesting. Or, you know, that's, that's different. But <laughs> you're just asking that question. You, we're not, we're not thinking about what happened <laughs> between then and now. It's just like, well, it was called that and now it's called this. Okay. <laughs> um, and when I, you know, because I've asked before, and I think it's an interesting question sometimes, you know, what is the, obviously the most spoken language in the country is English. But if you look at each state, what is the second most spoken language is different. And I think that's interesting to see where different groups of people live. That is an interesting question. However, if you are just saying it without thinking deeply about it, we're still not thinking about like, how, how is immigration happening? What, what, these refugees, like, you know, what, what happened to allow this to happen? You know, who was, what colonization happened? So, and like, there's a lot, there's so much stuff going on and it's trivia. It literally, it means that it doesn't matter, but it, it's, I, I sometimes, and now that I've been away from trivia for a while, not just because of the pandemic, but because, you know, when my wife was pregnant, I wasn't really in the bar. So it's been a while. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it's interesting that these things that matter a lot are just fodder for literally trivial questions. And I, th I don't think that's necessarily bad. I just think that's interesting to think about. Uh, that's, ex I agree exactly. <laughs> it's, but it's also with, on a given night, there is, if you, like I've hosted when I give 50 questions, it's a general night of question uh, of trivia. Um, even if you take 40 out for like an audio round uh, for music or stand-up bits or whatever. Um, generally, the trivia is, is so many different topics that it doesn't allow, it doesn't really let you even try to delve deep into each one. Otherwise, you're there for like five, six hours and it's not, then it comes to like, oh, the bar doesn't want to have they're happy to have a few hours so that people will go there for a certain time but then they really aren't going to have you want to be have you be there for like half the night even because that doesn't seem they they might feel like it's less of a uh, a good use of their time and ultimately when i host trivia at a bar it's it's their time that i'm taking up essentially uh i know for myself when i ask questions and Sometimes there'll be a question about someone who is so, about a person or a place that there's a bit more that one should know about than just the facts. I will sometimes they'll leave a note on my question. Sometimes I'll add a note if I'm particularly knowledgeable of it so that you don't just learn, you don't just are aware of this thing. It's like, no, this uh, other, like when you, uh, Anytime you get a, anytime there was a question about Trump, it's easy to kind of like 
kind of riff a bit on that. But um, if you get a question about about Andrew Jackson, um, you can mention how, especially at least at least here when I'm hosting in New York, I can without really worrying about any sort of repercussions, repercussions from a, from the crowd. And honestly, not worried about even people quietly never coming back because someone else will be there usually. At least the places that I've hosted, I can kind of say he's awful human or something like that. Kind of say, kind of offer, offer like, no, just just because you, it's good, it's good to know these things because it's important to know. It's important to know things good and bad uh, in history. If you're going to have a history question, you're going to know these things. Uh, Sometimes our questions, I know for Trivia NYC, we, I do like our questions better because we do kind of have, we, we, sometimes we may have a question that does kind of allude to the little more uh, unsanitized version of the, of, of the question of, of the history. I don't have an example off the top of my head right now, but I know we've, I've asked questions which kind of alluded to a fact that's like, this did happen in this place. What's the place? Um, I know we've asked Tulsa, um, uh, Tulsa, Tulsa questions in the past. And I don't mean like recently, like this year. I mean, like in a couple last couple of years, I've, we've asked that question. This, I mean, this would be the year to ask it though, right? We did ask it in the, in our online game that we, that we, that I host. I do host an online game. Um, not as much as I did in the summertime, but, uh, and it definitely came up as uh, our writers made sure to, to include that when we, um, especially well, around. What I'm saying because it was 1921. Yep. Yeah. Well, now so, it's 100 years. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying this is the year to to, to, the year. to make sure people know it. It's interesting. There's been so much of a revival in, in just talking about it because of the two HBO shows about it, and they both came out the two years before the centennial. Um, but like. Even as a black person, I didn't know anything about that. You know, I knew tons of stuff about the brutality of white supremacy and and white nationalism. You know, like I knew from both my dad telling me things from when he was growing up in North Carolina to, you know, I got whatever sanitized history in my school, but like my family was very clear about the danger. My my, you know, I wore a shirt that I thought was funny making fun of cops. My mom said, don't you wear that outside? And I didn't understand, but like she told me why. Um, and you know, I didn't really get it because I'm a kid. But like I I knew this stuff the way every black kid knows, you know. Um, I may have gone to Princeton, but I wasn't Carlton. Um, and in the like, well, maybe he was driving too slow. Um, but like, it, I still didn't know that, you know, because part of it was probably a location thing and that it wasn't near us. Like whatever my dad told me, it was in North Carolina and then he moved to Maryland mm -hmm. um, before he was in uh, Boston and New York. Um, and my mom's from Philly. So part of it is that that wasn't a family story. You know, like remember Tulsa. It, obviously it was before before they were born, but it wasn't something that, that applied to them directly. And also there were so many, I mean, that was singular because there were planes and shit involved, but like um, there were plenty of things like that. To them that, that wasn't particular, you know? I'm not saying it doesn't matter. Um, I'm just saying that like, I don't, in a way, 
to white people not being told about that is bad because they need to understand the depth of the brutality. But for black people, we may not have known about it because although that was extreme, it wasn't extraordinary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, in, this, in the same way that, that what's happened in, in DC, and I should probably stop talking about it because I don't know what's gonna happen between now and when this comes out, but uh, has been extreme, but not extraordinary. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it is extraordinary, extra, but yeah. ordinary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, you know, you know, when I did my birthday online last year and, you know, I kind of liked doing that because people were all over the country like, yeah, it would be nice if we're able to gather this year more in person, like, but I still liked doing stuff online because of the, the, the globality of it. Um, so the point is I was able to do that and, and also asking questions on Zoom was so much easier than when I do it at a party, I have to shout. Uh, and people are like, <laughs> people are like, why? Why is he yelling at his own party, asking questions? But if I do it on Zoom, you don't have a choice. So, <laughs> but so anyway, it was fun. So I'm saying I might do it even if it's safe together. Um, and I mean, I'm saying even after, forget about this year, even in the future, I might do that because it's fun. Mm-hmm. But the point is, I asked a bunch of important questions about race and racism. They're my friends, so they know that going in. That, that they're yeah, not yeah. Gonna, what is just talking. Um, you know your audience, right? Exactly, <laughs> and and that is that's an important thing because what you haven't mentioned to the people, but the place you're talking about that you are able to make some of these comments, arts and crafts is near Columbia. This that's correct. Obviously. I haven't. That's right. I have not mentioned. Uh, yeah, right. It's right and on, most um, of the people are affiliated to some with the, with, the, with the University of with 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 Columbia. They are they are related somehow, whether it's Columbia or Barnard or mostly the grad school, mostly white, not all white. It's not, it's, there are, there are, there is, it's, there is a, there are, there are, there are Asian students who play and there are, there are black students who play. It's not, so it's not like a 90, 10, but it is predominantly white. Um, I'd argue more leftist than than, than maybe we think maybe for an Ivy League, but it, that's kind of the impression that I've had from hosting trivia there for, well, it ended up being three and a half years before uh, the pandemic uh, uh, came around. So that was the impression that I had. It was, uh, that that's the audience that I had. Uh, when I hosted, I also hosted another one, Amity Hall, which was right by NYU. I feel like also, NYU's, I think NYU's a little different. I mean, now NYU, this is for people listening who don't know the geography of New York very well. It's funny we're talking about geography, but um, like Columbia is, is not central to Manhattan. It's uptown. It's not that, like if you look at Manhattan, it's, it's not that far up, but um, you gotta go to Columbia. You can't just end up there. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's across 110th Street, as uh, yeah. Bobby Womack once sang. Right, exactly. Um, it, of course, has been there for hundreds of years, pushing people out. It was, it was uh, called King's College because right. it was a, it was for, because it was British. Right. Um, 
but um, and Princeton was Queens College. Uh, the point being, it's you don't just end up there, especially on a Sunday night, right? Not that it's like dangerous or anything. You just, you know, you got to go there. It's out of it's out of the way. You're, right. It's not the subway doesn't necessarily point you toward that area. It's like yeah, there's only one, literally one train, the one train that goes there. Um, if you want to take the other train, you got to go down a giant hill or up a hill. Yeah, uh, Ringside uh, Park. It's I've done that walk. It's not the best walk to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so the point is, you got to mean to go there. But the other one by NYU, like NYU, there's a million subways down there, right? You could be just Washington down Square there. Park. Right. Washington Square Park, hard down the there. So the other place, although it's near NYU, you definitely don't have to be NYU affiliated to end up at that. Place. Absolutely. Um, and so you're getting a different crowd. So how do you find that, that crowd has been compared to the crowd at Columbia? Well, the Amity crowd is has always has traditionally been my most crowded bar. So it's hard to kind of evaluate the crowd on its own. Uh, uh, like it's a little more intimate in, up, uh, up the bar by Columbia. Um, I feel like I'm performing when it's Amity Hall because it's the worst night I'm getting 70 people to play trivia. Best night I'm getting 140 people to play. So it's, I'm honestly more for that for an hour for two and a half hours, just trying to keep the game moving and making sure just it, we just get through it. Uh, and we will entertain. And that's, that's generally what I, I'm not as, I don't get to, I don't get to be as uh, focused on the, uh, on who, on it, on who shows up in terms of, sensibilities and of my regulars and whatnot uh i do find some similarities in terms of i don't i feel like i can be as um i, I get whether it's candid or um i can be extemporaneous about various uh topics that if they come up on the question i might say something and i wouldn't feel as i still would feel as uh comfortable giving opinions on things that people should know more about than just what the answer to a question is. Um, but it is also a place where I've seen Shepard Smith show up to play trivia. Interesting. So it's sometimes- He played your at, thing? He played at Amity once, yeah. He, he was with a bunch of people. They actually won a name prize and then that was the name. That was the night that the that the Nats won the World Series. So he kind of stuck around to watch them win the World Series and was cheering for them. Uh, in terms of a, a little fun anecdote about that, but uh, yeah, he hung around and played and didn't really get. I don't. I mean, I don't remember exactly the questions that night. It's one night out of 50, 70 nights of trivia that I've done there. Uh, but I didn't like change how I would do trivia just because he's there. The only thing I didn't do is maybe take his picture. Like I would know any other people for winning a prize. It's like, he's like, I shouldn't take a picture. I'm like, I, I'm not going to force you to take a picture. I'm not going to do that. Uh, Wait, he won? I don't need a four. Huh? He won? Not the, not the, not everything. 
uh, like a like a best teen name or best teen or something of that nature. Something where I gave a book instead of a, a bar tab. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I don't think you're gonna see that on, you know, by Columbia on a Sunday night. Um, so I mean, you know, because like when I think about how to do things about this, because as bad as all this terribleness is, like I do think you know eventually we'll be in the bars again. I mean, maybe not me, but my kid, but they will exist. Um, uh, and trivia is going to be a thing again. And mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a way to, to you know, to think of a, a different way to fr- frame these questions. You know, now, I don't mean to dispense with the mainstream questions. And I know immediately after we're going to want the comfort food. But I think that we've learned a lot, especially about racism and so forth. Like, I don't think we need to traumatize people with questions just about racism, unless it's on my birthday Zoom where I'm making a point. Um, But like, you know, I think it would be interesting to ask people questions about colonialism. You know, like that's history. That's in the Mm -hmm. books. It's just treated like a good thing. (laughs) <laughs> but like yep. it's in the books yeah so uh you you can ask uh not you but one can ask like which country um you can make a big long thing about how bad king leopold was and then ask which country he was the king of. Mm-hmm. you know things like that you know yes. like, like you know talking about um just really bastardly people um mm-hmm. and things that you know uh reframe the stories about people who are celebrated i don't think leopold is celebrated anymore but I mean, like, there are people who are celebrated who should not be. And there could be questions about, like, actually, these guys were terrible. Um, like, that could be a really interesting thing where it'd be people people have heard of so they could still get their fix of comfort food. Um, but, like, you know, really talking about the horrors that they have committed or, or something like that without traumatizing people. I don't know. What do you think? So I have, there's a couple thoughts of what makes it difficult but then there's also the thought that I also have, like, what, as someone who's host trivia, has been in a trivia company, what, at the very least, we can try to do on our end. Um, there's, the difficulties are, as, lo- as long as uh, the way we educate children and the way we, uh, the way our neighborhoods end up being, and, and cities and states, if we... If we have, if we if we have segregate ever any segregated areas, so like you mentioned, the bar in Upper East Side, that's like, don't play juicy by by uh, by Biggie Smalls here because that's not what we want to hear here. It makes it harder in terms of getting for, for place uh, very places to have like more diverse uh, a, a more diverse clientele and things like that. Um, I'll say in terms of our on the trivia end. I think that having more writers, at least for our company, we have, we, sometimes the, the host is the writer and they make, they do their own thing and that's fine. I know for us, we do have a company, uh, there's writers, there's hosts. Sometimes the hosts and the writer both are the same, do the same thing. Having more, having, having less white males be the, the, the the writer is will is always is better in terms at least for I know for us and for anyone else is a larger scale company 
to have different questions asked. Whether it's whether it can be uncomfortable, whether it's questions like colonialism, or even if it's just black culture or or native culture being asked in a and not as not as like this is a roundabout black culture here. It's like, no, this is questions about um we're gonna do movies about, I'm trying to think, uh I wanna, I wanna give like a generic example. Uh love stories. And instead of having like, I guess love story is an example of a movie uh, or uh, Sleepless in Seattle and things like that as like, we're gonna have more of those. No, we can, we can throw as a round and just ask love and basketball and we can ask questions about, uh, see, I'm just coming up with these movies just out of the top of my head, <laughs> all of these. I decided to go with the topic that I'm like, this is, I'm not, even those movies, I'm not necessarily watch often enough. There's, there's, you could do the best man. But you can, you could do, you could do the best without, without seeing, without it. No, without I mean trying. the movie, the best man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the movie, you're right, the best man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, you could do, there's a lot of things that you could do with that, right? You don't have to announce in advance that this is going to be a black round. You could just do it and see if they notice <laughs> yeah. um and you know they're yeah and you could even do a question about 90 sitcoms and just do all black sitcoms uh yes, and, and 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 just not say anything and then um or the or the, or or music right you know what i'm saying like and you know it's, and that's actually even better if you do a round where it's 90 sitcoms and then the questions are are and it, 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 the questions about Fresh Prince and Living Single and Martin, uh, Jimmy Fox show and so on. And they get the 10 questions, I guess, on that. And then you'll, then then perhaps a, a, the, 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 the predominantly white crowd will be like, hmm, is it those, I wasn't, I didn't know any of these things or I know like a couple of them. I imagine a couple, you'll know a couple of them. I used to do that in Korea. And it wasn't that I would just literally every so often I would have I would have a round about geography and then like a whole bunch of the questions would be about Africa and I would say loudly I'm like you don't know these fucking answers um, <laughs> they didn't know the answer <laughs> well there were a couple of South African people there they knew um, but like they just they just it's like uh, it's it's the it's Carmen San Diego yeah oh my God those kids um, and and. What I did appreciate about the show is they kept making them try. <laughs> they kept forcing yeah. these poor white kids to run around a map of Africa looking for countries that they couldn't find. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, find Mozambique. And they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and they, could, they, could never, they could like find Zaire because this is when it was. And like, they could do that one because it was so big in the middle. No, it's uh -oh. funny though you say Zaire. Zaire, they they said is what it was, but they also would use Czechoslovakia, yeah. even though it was after they split up as a country. They would they would still do that one. Now they also by the apparently they're calling it Czechia rather than Czech Republic now, which is probably just what they call it there, which makes sense. Um, the same way that we have started realizing that the capital of Ukraine is Kiev rather than Kiev. Um, because, yes. Yeah, that's just what it's actually called, and we just yeah. we we stopped calling it what we made up, um, which mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, yeah. And 
so anyway, yeah, like that's, that's those, those, those poor kids, they, they, they don't know any of the countries in Africa. Um, and uh, I just, I just remember watching that and like, I knew the countries in Africa, but um, it wasn't because my parents told me the countries in Africa because I like to look these things up. It's one of the things I like to look up, but I think it would be interesting to ask around that's like, um, you know, just call it geography and then be like, this country, this empire mm-hmm. took over these countries. Name the empire, you know, and then they didn't go over, or, or you can call it the, the round empires. And yeah. you could think about it because you could look into that and think about it from a propagandic way and being like, you know, talk about how great empires are. But if you wait, and then you talk about the writers, the way that it's written could really be problematizing it. Yeah, some people aren't paying attention, but that's fine. You could write something and people might just not pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then you can do about how people interpret it. But like- Not to change- mention the fact that you do a round about empires, the empires that are, what I've learned, what I, my curriculum in, in, in terms of history, going from K through 12 and even into college a little bit was, if I get a round about empires, I'm like, all right, uh, we've got uh, we've got the Roman empire, we've got, uh, uh, the Macedonian Empire. We've got uh, various. We have Napoleonic. We have all these um, Eurocentric perception of empire. We're going to go with theirs and talk about just what happened and just like conquests in a very uh, in in a, in a glorified way. And when one can mention uh, when 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 the round could and then you go and then the rounds are completely different and you get questions specifically about about um about indigenous empires here in this in in the in both north and south america uh and various things and then maybe something negative about a european empire or something like that yeah i think it'd be interesting i don't know a list of things you should start your own company but you know (laughs) i'm sure she does i'm i'm honestly fine doing as it, doing it the way I'm doing it. I'm, I'm happy to, to be the host and offer input and kind of twist things, not twist, but like offer a editorial, if you will, if the question feels like, if I feel like the question needs it, if it doesn't have it, I was like, all right, here's a little note about this because these are, uh, this, this bad thing that happened along with this or this bad person or. Well, like, or kind of promote someone who is not as well known who did something good uh could always doesn't have to be and doesn't have to be tearing down it must be building something up that's not been built yeah and it's it's um and you because you know like you mentioned like you don't want to do it and it's just like and it's february so let's talk about black people um which is what we do with like oscar night we'll talk we'll do oscar night trivia on oscar night because it's something we'll do and that's fine because it's a it's a a topic of a it's a a topic of a of a of a of a like an award show fine that's you can make it's a specific thing it's not like you're condensing an entire um uh entire culture into 10 questions I mean, that's part of the thing. If, you, if you're if at a Super Bowl party and you do Super Bowl trivia, then whatever. I mean, like, there's issues with the sport, but that's that's just kind of, it makes sense. It's a theme, but people yeah. aren't a theme. That's right. Um, and that's one of the... Part I mean, that's what the sports, actually. Yeah. 
Is that yeah. still <laughs> people are not a team, nor are they a mascot, nor are they a costume? Um, I mean, yeah. I th- I mean, I look back at some of the parties, theme parties that we that the people I went to college had, and I was just like, mm-hmm. first of all, this is gross. Second of all, I'm sure I went along with it because I was trying to be accepted, but that's you know, I still made my choices. And third, why do you have these costumes? <laughs> like, why was this so easy for you to just yeah. pull together? Um, and uh, and I can't even remember what some of the t- t- names of the, of the parties were. They were just bad. They were just bad. Um, so, you know, um, yeah. Thanks for talking about these things, Keith. I think that um, this is not, you know, I tend to have these wide ranging conversations about different aspects of race and all that. But I think that, you know, having conversations like this is important because I think sometimes not everyone listens to my show as an academic, but a lot of them are. And we sometimes think about the ways that our work, you know, resonates specifically within our fields, but, you know, something like a trivia seems like a, like a, like a neutral ground, you know, I'm just going to go over there and not think about it. And I think that way sometimes too, if I didn't forget about the pandemic for a second, if I, you know, and and didn't have the baby, you know, I could, you know, do something like that. It it happens, of course, that, you know, the pandemic, and then before that, she was pregnant, I wasn't really going out, and then before that, we had just gotten the dog, so I couldn't miss that, so it was like, it's been a while since I've been in the bar, like, like, like in the bar, but, (laughs) but, like, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a challenge to try to, to change an industry that's basically comfort food, um, yeah, I think it's incumbent on, I actually think it's incumbent on people like me as hosts, because it's not necessarily, if you're going to a bar to play tri- to do trip to play trivia, and you're just there to just spend two and a half hours, three hours there, you're just there to answer questions. All I would care about as a player is just getting it right so I can win prize. Um, and if I don't know the answer, then I'll learn an answer. And that's, that's, there'll be a lot of time, and especially someone I do well enough in trivia, not great, I, I've done well on certain things, but I will not know stuff. And sometimes I'll learn something that night. I think it's incumbent on hosts to not just use this just to say whatever the answers are and be like, that's it. That's as simple as that. I think there are times where it's worth, I think, I think it's not a, it's not a bad thing to kind of expand a little bit about it. Do a, even if it's, even if it's like an extra, even if it's like a half minute, 30 seconds to kind of give a little note i like that's one thing i like to do when i host is to add i like to do this for anything just any sort of question i like to add like this is also things that happen whether it's good bad or indifferent i like to add that and i think it's important to do so that you get people to know to, to either be challenged a little bit on things that maybe they're not necessarily looking to be challenged on uh, I don't think most people necessarily would want that. I know I personally would, but I don't know if others would. But I do think it's, I think it's a good thing if hosts were to do that. Yeah. Well, something to think about. That's all I have to say. I don't know if I'll be anywhere close to a bar even after this stuff is over, with the, well, with the child and all. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe 
you know, the being in the outdoor sitting stuff, I, I, I kind of enjoy that. I may continue doing that. So, you know, he was with us there and he will continue to be with us in these outdoor places. But those places don't do trivia because they're outdoors. So, you know, I may never really be doing trivia normally again, um, aside from doing stuff on people's birthdays on Zoom. So I may never see it, but hopefully um, there's a, a shift eventually because I don't think it's inherently harmful as it is. I just think it is another example of the dominance of certain types of knowing and certain types of, of culture. And so by itself, I don't really think anyone's being hurt by trivia per se, um, but I think it's part of, and this is the United States, but it could be saying it's the same in the UK, you know, um, part of the way that America um, just sort of reinforces itself in terms of what knowledge is prized. And mm -hmm. I think that anything that we can do to change the way America thinks of itself is useful. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Uh...